1: Avon Martin, his killer was George Zimmerman, was not convicted of any charges. Tamir Rice, his killer was Timothy Lohman, was not convicted of any charges. Philando Castile, his killer was Geronimo Yanez, was not convicted of any charges. Anthony Hill, his killer was Robert Olson. Was not convicted of any charges Manslaughter Or murder Oscar Grant His killer was Johannes Miss Was only convicted of involuntary manslaughter Eric Garner His killer Daniel Pantaleo Was not convicted or charged Tatiana Jefferson Her killer Aaron Dean is yet to be convicted Yvette Smith, her killer, Daniel Willis, was cleared of all murder charges. Brianna Taylor, not one of the officers involved in her killing have been charged. George Floyd, George Floyd, rest in peace, George Floyd. Finally, we are starting to see a shift in the landscape of police, law enforcement, and unjust killings and murders. Let's call it what it is. It's unjust killings and murders that are happening to our communities. And today on the Reason Wrestling Podcast, that's what we're here to talk about. We're not here for the shits and giggles. We're not here for the laughs. This has been a very heavy past two weeks. Uh, I know we just did our rebrand and a lot of y'all, you know, uh, appreciate all the support for the last stuff, the things we put out, including the MVP podcast. But this is not about that. Today, we are going to talk about the the impact of what has transpired over the past week, or past two weeks, I should say, uh, with George Floyd and his public execution. And the protest that has been taken out, taking place practically all over the globe. This has been a very heavy week. Uh, I'm Chitty Bang. You guys are familiar with the Most High, uh, Most High. Chris. Uh, give us your thoughts on the current goings on and what's been going on in the world.
2: Um, <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, as, as CT read off those names, uh, the only thing I can do is just listen. you feel me like um, <clears throat> listen we're like CT said this is where we're at you know this is this is this is what this is where we're at. you know what I mean like life is this um, with that being said, being apart and seeing change is—it's liberating, you know what I mean. For for a while, for for, it's suffocating to see a lot of this stuff. Um, but to be able to see some things happen in real time, gives you a chance to breathe. You know what I mean. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure everybody is um, aware of what is happening in the world right now and if you're not we're here to tell you the world is on fire literally you know what I mean um, and it's on fire because it's time for a change you know um, I'm 30 cts 31 I believe
1: uh, 32, no, 32, yeah. 32
2: yeah. I shaved the year off man
1: <laughs> thank you <laughs>
2: um but we we've been in school we've read the books we did the we did the social studies and history reports. We 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 we've we've been taught history, and now we're living it. You know what I mean? Like we've had grandparents, we've had parents um, that were in the struggle. You know what I mean? We're first generation successes of some sort. Uh, to do some certain things, you know what I mean? As far as you, CT, I know, coming from an African background, you're a first-generation liberator, if you will, you know what I mean? You're, you're, You are outside of the norm of your community because of what's structured, right? And why is it structured that way, right? Why is African culture that when you come to America, you have to be a doctor, you have to be a lawyer, you have to be a success? Why is that?
1: I'll tell you, man, it, and and this um, and shout out to Xavier Woods. He had a very impassionate um, post on Twitter, but it's because we come to America and we want to be seen as non-threatening, and that's kind of along the same lines of what Xavier was saying. I know my I remember telling my dad is like, Dad, my dad would tell me, you're not going to be like all these, you know, African Americans. You gotta, you know, go to school and you gotta get AIDS and you gotta act a certain way. You gotta dress a certain way and. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't know how to grow up because I'm, I'm getting a whole bunch of conflict of, of what I should be in my identity, and that caused a, uh, this person you see here today. But it's it's it shouldn't have to be that you know it, you know um, it shouldn't have to be that we are forced to, uh, to de like arm ourselves to the world. To make ourselves more presentable a lot of people you know i talk differently you know people once call me chad or whatever call me you know and, and, and it's 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 something that isn't great in me because i've been taught kind of the same way of like should be non-threatening to white people
2: i'm sorry i don't mean to cut you off but i want you to go deeper in that man because we were roommates right you know what i mean we were roommates mm-hmm. we grew yeah. together and that point in time where you were working at it, we don't got to put specifics out there, but yeah. when you were working for an employer and you're on the phones to make yourself palatable to who you're calling, they asked you to change your name.
1: Yeah. My name is Cheety2K. That I mean, damn, the whole government out there now. But my first name is Chidi. It's an African name. Very common in West Africa. Um... And what's funny is, like, I have a job, a sales job, I have to make cold calls. You know, um, my, not my boss, but my trainee made me change my name to Chad so I would, you know, not be threatening to the people I'm calling on the phone. You know, because believe it or not, you know, we're calling people and they're more receptive to just white-sounding names or or more traditional-sounding names. And I guiltily, I mean, I feel guilty about it, but I, I adopted it, you know, because I want to make sales, you know, and this is the world we live in, though, you know, and, and mind you, what's funny about that is that it was a black man that told me to do this. It wasn't a white man. It was a black man that said I had to change my name to be successful. Literally, I had to change my name. You know, um, I didn't last long in that job. I had to leave. It wasn't for me. And I'm glad I left. But this is the the the... the this is the stigmatization of, of just you know just being different in America, being other, you know. Um, majority of this country is white, and that's no secret. The majority of this country sees nationalism as but the, that's statistically wait.
2: wrong. No, that's the go problem. Ahead. You know what I mean? And let's bring land. This is this is like, and that's the, I think this is this is a good talk for me to kind of like get some of my. Um, newly found education and expound on it and, and 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 expand and and tell it right. The the the, the minority right now are Caucasians. So you think they've already become the st- minority,
1: st- or you think that they're becoming? Because I know what I was told. Statist- is that they're becoming statistically,
2: I've read that they are. Com- uh, as as okay. far as as far as. Denomination, uh, um, ethnicity reporting as far as um, African-American, Hispanic, and um, European, right? We're talking about born and bred white Americans are the minority here in America. For okay. the simple fact right. that, look at the three biggest states, New York City, diversified, Texas, half and half and and Los Angeles and less California. And California I'm sorry California you know what I mean so uh-huh. with those popular with those populaces uh let's say integrated right you know what I mean uh so let's let's the the and the 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 point that I wanted to pr- the, to say and, and and the reason why i cut you off on that or raise my finger to that is because We are so far removed from the ideology of minorities, majority. This is my land, your land. Like, but
1: I say that because even if it's like you know, white people have become a minority. I say that because they set the system, you know, and that's what I was getting at. You know, white people have set the systems that play into the interactions we have on a day-to-day basis. When mm. you go to the bank, they set up the banking system. When you go to the courts, they set up the court system. When you set up, when you when you, when you interact with a police officer, the system was set up. And if you're going to sit here and tell me that the system has not been set up to benefit or inadvertently benefit people with fairer skin, then that's a problem for me. And that's a problem for a lot of black people, which is why we're seeing it. Not just black people. Like, I was at... Like I'll tell you, this week I was at the Orlando protest for George, George Floyd's murder down at City Hall, and granted, it, I had I had a great time. It was a great time there. Um, there was people of all different races and cultures there, and that's what I think was the most beautiful thing about it. Young and old, it was a place where people got to speak. Their heart and soul get some of that pain and anguish out. It was a cathartic experience, but um, it shouldn't have to be the killing of somebody publicly. He was on his neck for eight minutes forty six seconds, nine minutes. Let's just round it up to nine minutes. Like my dude, hold your breath for if you listen to this podcast, look at the timestamp. And see if you can hold your breath for that long, as, far, as long as we're talking for nine minutes. Try that shit. Try that shit, and see if you can survive that. And then tell. And then they, they, Then what I have a problem with is that even with the protests, like, you know, they have the, the, the cops, like they they were they were there, and they were sitting right there, kind of almost intimidating the protesters who were peacefully sit there, in the middle of people speaking. there's they're on their air horns. Yelling about a curfew that has it's coming up in the hour, like or, or you know, uh, forty-five minutes. Like, give us some time to speak and get our protest out there. Give us people their time to get their words off. And they're sitting there on their air horns, just yelling and screaming over and over. If you're in the street, you're going to get tear guys. If you're in the street, you're going to get arrested. And I'm sitting there like, man, this is the where we've this is what we've come to, where our First Amendment right is now being infringed upon for a curfew and now being friends upon for you know our police to get their rocks off with their batons, tear gas and um, their, their you know their shields whatever you want to call it all over the all over the freaking country we're seeing police officers brutalize civilians who are peacefully protesting and we'll get to sort of riding and looting in a second but i'm talking about the peaceful protesters there are peaceful protesters getting their asses kicked by police officers. Some of them were not even protesting. They're just civilians in the street, living their day-to-day life. And they had police officers who are beating them with batons, pulling them out of their cars, macing them. This is out of fucking control. And then you want to talk about gangs? You want to talk about the black community? This is the biggest gang in, in, in in the country. The the law our law enforcement. I don't know what it is about a badge and a gun and a uniform that when you put that on your brain goes out the window, your empathy, your sympathy, any type of human decency goes out the fucking window, and you become a robot for the government. You become a robot for for oppression for the system. And and we're witnessing it all over our Twitter, all over our Facebook, firsthand. And over here we have this I'm going to say this asshole in office p- promoting more militarism to the to his, to his own people. is this is this is like we're living in a whole alternate reality. But what I my, but like I said to you, my 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 silver lining on this is that there's young, old, black, white, latino, asian, all types of people who are fighting for this cause. And I believe that in the end we will win. Because I think that this has been a turning point, and we're winning the the conversation, the culture war. The culture of the people create the culture of your country, and the people are saying, this has to stop.
2: Um, well, I, I, I will say to that, you know, we've been here before. You know what I mean? Like, you mentioned Trayvon. What was that, 2014? That was down here in Florida. I was in Sanford, my nigga. That was 20 minutes away. You feel me? Like, that was 20, 30 minutes away. You know what I mean? That was six years ago. We talk about Eric Gardner. You know, we talk about, uh, uh, shit, Philandro Castro happened in the same fucking city and state of George Floyd, right? It happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota, if I'm correct. You know what Look I mean? So, 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 so. My thing is, is that we've, we've been here before. What's different from what I see, and and, and to echo, to echo you, is that. This is this, yeah, this 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 is this is um. This is this is not so much a f- a black. This is not so much a race war currently, right? Even though. We are screaming Black Lives Matter because it seems that police brutality is focused and centralized on, um, you know, black and brown bodies because we fill up the, you know, we fill up the the free labor when we get locked up. You know what I mean? Like, if we really want to talk, like if, and this is not to be super whatever you want to call it, but this is just facts, right? You know what I mean? Like. Cops are a derivative of slave catchers. You know what I mean. I'm not saying that they're, they're descendants of that. Let's say that. You know what I mean. Like they they are the great, 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 great grandchildren of slave catchers. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so the mentality of a police officer when you get that badge is that. You feel me? It's a reward on bodies. Right? It's a it's a bounty on bodies whether they're dead off the streets or whether they're locked up in the system or whether they're in a fucking privatized prison. Th- there are there's a bounty on 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 black and brown bodies. So when you talk you know, about... For sure.
1: There's, there's a business in racism. There's a business in corruption. There's a business in putting people so, in, in jail so, and, but, you know, but, this stuff.
2: But, but, but what I'm saying is to that, to, to that, it's not so much now the black and brown bodies fight as it is a humanities fight. And I made a joke to you over the phone, you know, off camera is that, you know, black people can't get an unassisted bucket... But fuck it, as long as we score, you know what I mean? That's my poem for today, you know what I mean? Blacks can't get unassisted buckets, but fuck it, as long as we score. And that means, by any means necessary, that we get our fucking problems and issues and and, 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 and um, empathetic sympathy uh, spread amongst us. And that is due to the humanity spec, right? A lot of people want to quote Martin Luther King because Martin Luther King was about natural right. It was about natural right. Uh, Natural rights and natural laws, if you want to look that up, it's the right to fucking live, my people. Right? Martin Luther King protested. So all the motherfuckers I want to talk about Martin Luther King and what he did and what he fought for, I want to let y'all know where my bloodline is from. Right? My bloodline is from Selma, Alabama. Right. Bloody Sunday. Y'all want to look that up on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, uh, Selma, Alabama, when, when, when niggas got beat to sleep over there in, in Selma. My people was over there. My grandma was the youngest person to fucking march in Selma, Alabama. You see what I'm saying? So, like, this shit is within me as far as how important this is. But Martin Luther King walked in protest. In sp-
0: this year has us all wanting to be healthier. And that includes our eye health.
2: At the time where lives weren't equal, where lives did not matter, for them to have some type of equality as far as the equity as being a person, he fought for natural rights. Now, fast forward to 50 years later, black people matter like a motherfucker, nigga. Look, look, look at your entertainment, look at your sports. Look at how your motherfucking money flow. Look at your commercials. Look who they market to. Look what the fucking music they do. Look at the reports of how hip-hop overtakes religion, of how influential it is in culture. Black people are motherfucking mattering if matter was matter, motherfucker. So it ain't the fact that black people need to matter. It's the fact that right now niggas have lost their humanity and their decency towards beings. Right in Buffalo, New York, another place where I'm from. Right, is that's where my fucking home roots is from. You got a seventy-five-year-old man getting pushed over by a fucking cop, and not only did he get pushed over by the cop, other cops walked over that motherfucking body as he leaked blood from the back of his motherfucking head, nigga. Now that's a seventy-five-year-old white person downtown at City Hall where cameras is at. Imagine what the fuck they doing to the boys on Bailey Avenue or in the Lanefield Projects <laughs> or down the way. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it's, 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 it's crazy at this point in time. Um, but the difference is, and to get to my point, you went to the protest yesterday. The protest that happened today, you talk about how it was just a, a diversitized um, population these organiza- these organized protests are being ran by 16, 17, 18-year-olds. Fresh out of high school, freshmen in college. Niggas that say we would rather be playing video games like a motherfucker, but y'all niggas got us out here screaming at the top of our lungs because we want to live for the next 15 years, nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, we got... W- this is real action. We got niggas outside the mayor house in different cities. We got niggas outside the police chiefs and lieutenant's office and, and our DAs. Like, we got yeah. people actually going to city council meetings and, and voting and looking at who's run. Like, it's a lot of things that aren't what it was. To give me that type of test silver lining, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a lot and of that. It's a lot of difference making happening right now.
1: And, and that's what I want to hold on to and cling on to. You know. Um, and if you listen to us, go out there and vote. Go out there, be in your community. Find out your city council members. Find out your your mayors, your governors, everybody who's uh, your your police chief. Know their names of these people because you know who to hold accountable. Um, that's the only way things like this change over time. And, and um, one thing that people feel to realize is that There's been a revolution In every era of civilized Every era ever of Every era of civilized um, Society There's been nigga, Every
2: there been era protests. of humanity Nigga Every era uh-huh. of humanity There has been an overthrow Back yeah, to the absolutely. fucking Greeks and, sure. Greeks and you know, Romans think, Nigga the were like, Nigga,
1: shit. You know, nigga. Like, it just, <laughs> I'm done living in the fucking cave, I need to build a you know some some real some real shit, man. Uh, I don't know, man, but like just get out there, to your communities, cause um, it felt good to be at the protest, you know. Now there were some agitators there. There were these guys couldn't have been more than 19, 20, 21 years old, man, babies, out there with a Trump flag and just waving it. They didn't go down to the city hall because they knew we'd probably get their ass beat. But they were walking around the perimeters and, and everything and just pissing people off who were leaving the protest or, or you know, stopping by. And don't don't fall for the trap, guys. There's going to be people who are going to talk that shit to you. I, I go through it all the time. Like, I, I just dropped a Facebook post where I'm like, yo, if you're going to talk some ignorant shit, I'm going to check you on it. But I don't want you guys going out there beating up Trump dudes because that's the, that's what they want. I don't want you, and then we can get to the rioting and and looting too, because we're going to talk about that in a second, because that's that's another form of revolution. But when it comes to these agitators, there are going to be people who are seeing their ways of life that they want to stick around. Their racist ways of life, the conservatism, the, the nationalism that they strive for. Oh, don't disrespect the flag. That Drew Brees bullshit. All that shit is a way of American culture that's been ingrained to us to brainwash us. You know from the from the age of uh, 5 6 years old when you go to preschool kindergarten you are taught to abide by the law by list by sitting there and uh, putting your hand on your heart and doing the pledge of allegiance. We are it's 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 ingrained in us. And if you're a white person, it's ingrained even more because there's no reason for you to question that shit. As a black person, when you say Oh wait a minute, you get to around grade, you know, three, four, you learn about slavery and it's like, wait a minute. This in this country? Like, you know, or if you if your parents, you know, are real about it, I'm gonna keep it real with you. you, you know about slavery, you know about how people are being treated by the cops, you you're a little bit more sensitive, like, all right, there's something going on here with this nationalism shit. You know, you can't completely, you know, buy it, Don't get me wrong, there's some cocoons out here who are buying in real hard, don't give a fuck, MAGA shit. Get that we're not not referring to them what i'm referring to is this nationalism kind of trope we have in america now granted i believe and i'm going to say it i believe america is the greatest country on in in the world right you know right now you know every country has its problems i think that the bright side of america is that we have these moments though is that we have the right is that we have the looting? Is you have the public outcry of people saying, "Enough is enough." If you don't listen, we are going to make you listen, and that needs to be done. And we, we we've tried a peaceful session. Kaepernick talk, tried his dammit, made a whole made a whole national, you know, uh, uh, conversation about, you know police brutality with him taking the knee, and they co-opted it and hijacked the conversation to the flag. So they, they, this nationalism thing, it's like they are so scared of the world changing in front of them. Don't fall for their tricks, though. Keep on the path of real righteousness and follow the peaceful protests. If you guys want to riot, go ahead and riot. If you guys want to loot, I'm not promoting violence, but I understand it. You know what I mean? I understand... The violence. And I understand the looting, especially after COVID-19, made people lose their fucking jobs and lose their paycheck. And there's this is the highest unemployment, and um, I mean I don't know how long I can look it up, but it's, it, everybody knows it's like the highest unemployment in quite some time right now. So it's kind of like a domino effect. You know, you got people cooped up in their house for months, lose their job, lose their health insurance. Lose and and then you know they have people who are dying from COVID around these streets, and then this shit happens where a black man gets a public execution live you know broad daylight in front of people, and and they're like oh you're supposed to accept that, no we're not going to accept that and I want people to understand that the the right and you can talk about and I don't like that people are hijacking get the conversation to the rioting and looting. I just want people to understand that the rioting, and looting is a necessary form of getting to the next step when there actually is legislation. Because without the rioting and looting, guess what? Those police officers would never been charged. They what? all that happened was they got their. They were fired. They kept their pension. They were fired, and they got to go home and figure figure out the next step in their life. That's not justice. And we and I, and I rattled off all the names at the beginning of this podcast and how they never got justice. So this is the world we're living in right now. And I just want you guys to understand that this is just step one. Like you said before, you got to vote, and you're starting to see that. You got to get out there and know your your city council members, and you got to take active um, action in your community because that's where things are going to start to then really change. Um, And we'll get to... And honestly, I would... I would boycott certain people who support people that you don't fuck with. We don't fuck with Trump. Uh, We don't fuck with Trump. And if you don't fuck with Trump, there are a lot of companies who support this dude and fund him. Uh, You shouldn't be buying Wendy's. You shouldn't be buying Chick-fil-A. You shouldn't even be paying. You shouldn't be buying Amazon. I know everybody loves Amazon. That's the golden, golden goose right there. Are you gonna really? Are you gonna be about your word? Are you gonna stop buying shit off Amazon? Because I'm about to cancel my Prime membership. I did ask, you know, so so that's how I feel. That's how my my, and everybody has their way of handling this revolution and 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 bringing and 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 changing the way we we move. Because when you hurt their pockets, that's when people start to listen and say, oh shit, Uh, we gotta change shit, you know, NFL. They finally want to say something right now. They finally want to be like, oh, okay, we were wrong. Because they see that with this outcry, there's going to be even more people who are probably not going to tune in if they don't allow people to protest peacefully. There's going to be more people who who, who see the hypocrisy of their statements. And um, that, even though I think is kind of uh, veiled in, like, false, false guilt, like they're not really guilty for that shit with Kaepernick, I believe that it's necessary that they acknowledge it at least because...
2: Listen, you gotta think about the, you gotta think about it, man. They're not guilty because they never thought that it would be another situation where the nation will be stuck like this, right? In two thousand sixteen, when Kaepernick fucking milked, it was during an election year. It was during a football season, and uh, it was a lot of action going on as far as Obama already did two terms. He out of here. It was we, we, you know what I mean? Like it was we were in a political standstill because it was literally going to be uh 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 Hillary Clinton, which niggas didn't want another Clinton. Then niggas wanna talk about Bernie Sanders, we ooh, a super radical Bernie Sanders. And then you capped him. And then fucking all of a sudden it was a joke of Donald Trump, nigga. You feel me? A joke of Donald Trump. Now, not to get too political, we won't get we, we won't get too knee deep in it, but to the NFL standpoint is they said, "Listen, we know that we got at least 4 years for show." Right? Because niggas don't really take a stance. You feel me? Like niggas that like the NFL's not a, you know, not, and and shout out to Dan Levitar, cuz I'm about to steal this take from him. Niggas aren't leaders, you know what I mean? N- niggas, aren't, niggas aren't leaders, you know? So the NFL... Wait, wait, time out.
1: Who's not leaders specifically?
2: NFL, the NFL. Okay. They're not leaders in this. For you
1: sure, know, for Like sure they,
2: Like you said, they're, they're in a false apology right now because we're in another national crisis. And again, this shit sparked up today that they thought they was out in the clear, you feel me? But nah. We, we, we're here, you know what I mean? And when you say support and who we support, this flows right into the wrestling conversation. Uh, we looking at you, Jericho. We looking at you, Cody. We looking at you, Brandy. What's happening?
1: Now, are they all Trump supporters? And I'm not trying to be just political either, but, like, I'm looking at the AJ Styles. I'm looking at the Jackson Riker. You know, who had, was fucking tone deaf and uses a fucking catchphrase to, 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 promote some kind of Trump ethos. You know, I, I really am curious when it comes to Jericho. I think he's just a goof. I think he just doesn't understand shit about shit. When it comes to Brandy and Cody, that's where I've seen them actually um, speak up about, you know, black issues in the past. Cody has acknowledged his privilege in the past, which I think is a great first step. So, I mean, when it comes to those people, I do, I do think that this is a conversation that needs to be had. You know, and, and granted, there are gonna be white people who are allies who you might not think are allies at first, because they are they don't know they don't know better. You know, uh, I feel like Drew Brees is getting his ass whooped right now, and he might you know have an awakening him of himself. I feel you know, like
2: Randy. I, Randy's one of them same people as well. Mr. Yeah. Mr. You know, Mr.
1: Bam, yeah. bam, bam, <laughs> yeah, you know, and Yeah, you know, he's been all over Twitter, you know, just, you know, kind of um, being an ally, and it's kind of surprising to see that, but I'm glad to see it, you know, because at some, at, at some point when people acknowledge that and they start to say, all right, I'm going to do my part to change or to promote even, well, like you know, Black Lives Matter and, and all that stuff. I can't condemn you for doing that. You know, the problem I have with Brandy is that she didn't stand still in her stance of, you know, speaking up on black issues. Don't be scared away from people saying that you're not black enough to to not speak about black issues if you care about it. No, because if you're if it's in your heart, you're going to speak about it regardless of what people are saying on Twitter. And that's how I see, think about it. I think Cody Cody has been toned deaf with certain things in the past but last year when he spoke out about him acknowledging his privilege and understanding that he didn't understand enough i gained respect for him in that moment you know because he is you know married to a black woman and he does need to learn but him acknowledging that is a first step so him not being black and being able to understand that I'm um, um don't get me wrong if he does some fucked up shit i'm gonna call him out on it but I don't look at him in the same light of a Jericho, AJ Styles, or, or Jackson Riker who flat out just don't care, or just don't get it, or just ignorant, or you know, or not.
2: Really- I'm, I'm not accepting. I'm not accepting ignorance as a as an excuse anymore from anybody at this point in time, especially anybody older than me. And we got seventeen year olds fucking organizing protests right now, a, a, a peaceful protest getting thousands of people uh collectively together with the same ideology to change systemic fucking racism in this country right we got 17 year olds right there i can't talk about there. jericho has traveled the fucking world my nigga the world he's from canada he's made money here in the united states he's fucking made money in japan he's been to mexico I don't want to hear that I don't see color, shit, nigga. When oh, you see me, you see my black ass face and my white ass teeth, my nigga. Like you <laughs> feel me? Like I don't want to hear that I don't see color, shit. You know I'm what I mean?
1: Keep to keep it a buck. Um, if you're saying I don't see color in the year of 2020, you are using that statement to you're using that statement to say I have black friends, but I'm not really about black issues. That's pretty much what you're saying. I have black friends, but I'm not really about black issues, you know. And, and you're right. It, in 2020, it is it is suspect to be ignorant about these topics. But we are black men, though. Like me and you are black men, we would be sensitive to these topics. And I, I, I liken this for us to when things go on in the Middle East. Do we really know or care? when when it took me and you me, do we know and care are we ignorant to that stuff i think so now granted it's different racism in america is very very mainstream i would say know. i
2: would say this um, if, if, I a, if i had a
1: mexicans and cajuns and kids and if, in cages, if I would, have, did black people were they outraged about that you, you know I'm a, some were, some were some were ignorant
2: i'm a, i'm a, i'm a, i'm a just say this just for you in the realm of wrestling right where majority of your money is made in America, right, when you have black co-workers that are American, right? Jericho's from Winnipeg, Minneto- Minnetoga, uh, up there in Canada, right? But he has residencies, and from what I understand, he used to live in Florida. He used to live in Georgia. His father used to play for the New York Islanders, right? Uh-huh. He, he Jericho's been around, He's been around to where, and he's been around for decades, right? He's been around to where he's seen it in the nineties, he's seen it in the early two thousands, he's seen it in the two thousand tens, right? So Jericho's been around for four decades. I can't hear ignorance.
1: I think it's. I think he he's tone deaf, and I think that he doesn't understand. I, I mean. I, 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 trust me, with Jericho, I think he's the egomaniac himself, granted he's a very talented wrestler, Great. okay, all
2: so that. fuck it, you fuck, know, fuck, the, fuck, yeah, that. fuck that, fuck, that. Outside, okay, so know, fuck that, okay, so how about this, fuck, fuck that, how about this, fuck this, fuck,
1: fuck, point, fuck, go ahead.
2: Fuck, fuck Jericho, fuck Jericho and his ignorance, how about WWE, and Undertaker, Mark Calloway's ignorance, right, let's talk about that, they're doing a fucking whole emotional docuseries on the undertaker they're pushing it out on all type of fucking media platforms and publications and this fucking main source of fucking clothing isn't wwe shop shit isn't undertaker fucking merch it's blue lives matter fucking shit my nigga and blue lives matter is what my nigga you want to talk about tone deaf you want to talk about ignorance That is fucking both of them. And Undertaker more than anyone, more than anybody, my nigga needs to be held to fucking accountable. Not Chris Jericho, not Cody. We're talking about fucking Mount Rushmore And I'm not asking for niggas to take my side in this. I'm not asking for niggas to have black plight and shit like that. What I'm asking is that when Blue Lives Matter was fucking created, what was it created for, you dumb motherfucker? It was for a Black Lives Matter fucking versus, my nigga. It was fucking Venom to Spider-Man, my nigga. It was Great Undertaker to the Purple Undertaker, motherfucker. That's what Blue Lives Matter was. It was a yeah. it, it was an evil fucking co op.
1: Let's call him what call him who he is. It's, it's Mark Calloway. That whole docu series was about Mark Calloway, and that's who he is. He revealed himself and he told himself, you know, um, as much as I'm a huge Undertaker fan, he's probably like top three or maybe my second favorite wrestler of all time. I honestly. Um, I honestly believe that's ignorant, and, and it's tone deaf too. I agree with that. The the blue lives matter stuff is asinine in in inception because there's no there's no blue people, man. It's like blue lives. You, you understand that it's a job, man. It's a, it, a, a police is it's, it's a job. Granted, it's a, it's a tough job. You got they got to put themselves on the line, but it's a job. And when you say, hey, blue lives matter, you're saying, hey, these people with this profession mean more to me than you, all you black people. All you black people mean less to me than a guy in a uniform. So I don't think people grasp the gravity of that. And if Undertaker, or Mark Calloway should say, grasps the gravity of that and chooses to wear that, then I feel like he should be canceled. And that's what we will never know, unless you sit down and talk to the man. You don't know what's in somebody's heart. You know, you really don't know
2: what's in somebody's heart. No, nah, and- shot let's go let's let let me do something too. Let me call out Stat Guy Greg and Peter Rosenberg because as much as fucking we shout them niggas out as being influential, they had him. They had Taker on the podcast. They had Taker uh in the grasp with their hands. And granted, it's a good get by anybody. You understand me? But what do you lose in this fucking day and age if you don't ask the Undertaker and you pin him on? What does Blue Lives Matter mean to you?
1: Like I mean, it, 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 I can't put that on Pope Peter Peter and that guy Greg, because. Um, you know, we've gone through this. You know, he's under the WWE umbrella. You're not going to ask him the hard-hitting questions. He's still there. and bro,
2: they're talking uh, about the Montreal right Screwjob, my nigga. Stack Guy Greg is black.
1: Oh, he is? Yes. Sorry, Stack Guy Greg. <-inaudible_> I thought you were white this entire time. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> I didn't know. Like, come on, name Stack Guy Greg. Sounds white to me. I never, I never fully listened to the. I listened to some of the podcasts, but I thought he was white. It's really your your, your podcast, you know. I mean, you know, but shout out to the shout out to GP. But uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a little pass on that because you know, we had MVP on our podcast. I wish we could have had some more in depth conversations about some more sensitive topics, but you just don't. You just don't have the you know where we're thought to go there sometimes with these guys. Um well, maybe, well, they could've, maybe
2: they could've well, maybe well, they did My they my too. my my thing is we we were straight up with MVP. We said we're black, we root for everyone as black. How do you see black wrestlers in today's wrestling? We asked him that. He gave us a PC answer, but we asked him the fucking question. My okay. point is if we had Taker, my nigga, which we would never fucking get, but if we had Taker, we would ask him about the Blue Lives Matter shit, because he's put out a fucking, it's damn near a Michael Jordan documentary, my nigga. It's damn near it's a just, ten, yeah, it's, it's like a much 10 much part fucking documentary <laughs> on under, the last, dance, the last the last ride,
1: what's it called? <laughs> like,
2: Something, like, what the fuck? Yeah. About about a match that was just as bad as he's ever fucking had, my nigga. It wasn't even about a good match, my nigga. It was I, about.
1: Th- I haven't watched it yet, but I, I think I will tune in. To it's watch about the it's like
2: about that. the Roman match. It's about WrestleMania thirty three here in Orlando, and that mm-hmm. match stunk. <laughs> yeah, Roman. Uh, yeah, uh, and he was
1: supposed to retire after that. You know, I don't think he talked about that. Um. It,
2: now, now the thing about but this, no, let's t- go t- back
1: to like, to, you know, you, the whole point is because you're talking about Taker and his tone deaf with the Blue Lives Matter stuff. Because that that ties um, into
2: I'm, the wrestling, like you said, with the Jackson Riker shit. Like, we need to put our support where it needs to be. You know what I mean? We need this quote unquote loot and quote unquote riot and support those who are it. You know what I mean? And it seems like. His
1: own sister called about. out.
2: <laughs> Bruh, Jackson Riker has a half-black sister, my nigga.
1: Oh, she's half-black? Yes. Hey, you see? Um, so you're over here alienating your own sister, bro. That's crazy. That says a lot about the dude. Now, I'm not going to say much about Jackson Riker, but that shit he did was fucking scumbag shit. Honestly, he looked crazy. He looked crazy. He looked like a hot mess putting that shit out there.
2: My, but but you know that that goes back to like me. I hit you up as far as wrestling goes. Like, like okay. This is a clip. This 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 is a clip. Hold on. I found a clip. The Farouk clip. Right. This is a two minute clip. This is Farouk. And raw is war, my nigga. So this is what ninety seven, Nation of Domination. Ron Simmons. This uh, is Farouk. Probably ninety six, maybe. 96, 97. So this is almost. Yeah. This is almost damn near gonna be 20 years, if not more. 25 years, something like that. I'm off right now. I'm a little bit high and drunk. So but this is Farouk, right? But this is wrestling. This is this is us as black fans. This is us as a black man, and this is Farouk giving us in the microcosm of what it is.
0: had a black man to wear that belt can you answer that for me answer that question no never no you can't answer that you know why because then
2: said never
0: oh you you've had token blacks in position of intercontinental champion like our man johnson for a short period of time oh you've had u.s champions like bobo Brazil with the u.s belt for a short period of time no i'll tell you what and speaking of that, when was the recent chance that Ahmed Johnson had a shot to become the World Wrestling Federation champion? Tell me that, can you answer that? No, you can't, because you people don't feel a black man is worthy of wearing the World Wrestling Federation title. You don't feel a black man is worthy of being champion of the WWF. But you do feel a black man is worthy of washing your car. You do feel a black man is worthy of washing your clothes. You do think a black man is worthy of even raising your kid. But let me tell you something, those were those days, and this is a different day and age. You see, no longer are we marching up and down the street wearing our shoes. No longer are we calling radio stations complaining. We are taking matters into our own hands. When I get to swinging these fists and kicking these feet, you understand that, don't you? Huh? You understand that, right? Everyone understands that. This has nothing to do with being black. What's the matter with you? Oh, it has everything to do with being black. You tell me when was the last time a black man had a shot at being the World Wrestling Federation champ? There has never been one. But I tell you what, at king of the ring, king for root, will live again. Because, you see, your white savior, the undertaker, will be a dead man. But...
1: but- that shit was fire, man. Honestly, uh, you don't talk on. about. Hold let, on, let,
2: let Vince finish. Let Vince. Oh, no, Vince, okay, go ahead. Vince asked this fucking question right here.
1: Feel these comments are racist?
2: Hold on.
0: Don't you feel these comments are racist? Listen, I didn't come out here to be a role model for anybody, but I'll guarantee you this. Some little black kid a little black girl standing at home right now. Feel the pain and the anger that I feel. No longer was... are we sitting by being pacific. We are going to take matters into our own hands.
1: And that means by any means necessary. Come on. By any means necessary. Yo, yo, son. That clip, I love that clip, man. And there's so many things like, I could talk about just that clip. One, Nation of Domination was one of the best gimmicks of all time. One of the best stables of all time, and I think it doesn't get the credit it deserves. I think that for Rook, like, was a time and period where they could have made him world champion, and they should have made a world champion. Whether you want to say he's a heel to the white people and a savior to the black people, that would have worked in that that day and age. I don't know why they didn't do it, because at least we wouldn't have to wait until Kofi to get a black world champion. Um, Black uh, Vince himself. Said, no, there have been a black world champion. He, he, you said it on the mic back in '96. We're over 20, 2019. It took you to get one, and damn, like just hearing it come from this is about that. No, there's never been one. And they said, oh, your comments are racist. And he said, I'm not a role model. There's some black kid, there's some black girl who's seeing this, and they, you know, and I was that black kid seeing that, you know, and I've always felt a little bit on the outside of the wrestling bubble because I didn't see people like myself succeed in the business. So it's a lot that 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 I felt I feel still when I hear that clip man. it's dope. It's fucking dope. Calling Undertaker the fucking white savior and then we come to so twenty twenty we see him with the with the Blue Lives Matter shit. It's kinda kinda surreal.
2: It's poetic is what it is. You know what I mean? People are always gonna show their true selves, right? And you got to understand, why wasn't there a black person? Because the black dollar wasn't as powerful as it was now. You feel what I'm saying? The majority majority of wrestling fans were still white. If you go back and look at that video clip, there was nothing but white people booing, white people being shot at by Kevin Dunn and Bruce Prichard to show... The disdain of the possibility of a black person being on top. You feel me? And that's what it was in '96. We had Pac, we had Biggie, we had Wu-Tang, we had hip-hop just growing, right at that time. But it was still, it was still seen as riot music. You feel me? It was yeah. still seen as uproarity. You know what I mean? Now, that hip-hop, you got, you got fucking Flo Rida and Pitbull and Snoop Dogg all that WrestleMania. Now, you feel me? You got black people making Vince all types of money. It's a new day, like like Farouk yes, said, yes. my nigga. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. you, the, that's that's what changed. And I think that, and I think going back to your your point of looting and rioting and stuff like that, our position changes with our money. You see what I'm saying? And nobody understands that more than the person who needs it. Right, which is business. Business needs money to succeed, right? Wrestling doesn't just succeed anymore with the good old boys' club spending their hard on dollar because everybody now is in the classism race right now. You see what I'm saying? It's not just a black and white thing, it's poor motherfuckers too who can't afford those ten dollar tickets for the family of four. You see what I'm saying? So at this point in time it's a ban on humanity. And and, and and a lot of people are posting this tweet that Stephanie McMahon posted, I think, in 2014, where she said, um, uh, 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 marketing, uh, uh, the way brands succeed is going to be through philanthropy. Philanthropy is the new marketing. You feel me? So we pay attention to We got to pay attention to those who are doing philanthropy because philanthropy is the new marketing. And so if niggas got Ooh. good PR, my niggas, niggas is good in the hood. But just want to let niggas know that you ain't good in the hood if we ain't spinning that dough.
1: It's true, man. Um, that's a big quote from Stephanie because that kind of tells on herself, man. That kind of tells you that, hey, philanthropy is not your main goal. And the fact it's really just to change your image. You do these things, you know, whether it's be a star, whether it's you know breast cancer awareness. I'm Not that you don't feel these things, but your primary goal is to, is to you know rehabilitate WWE's image than to actually support these causes. And that speaks to all the statements coming out from WWE with the black people. And I don't, I don't really fuck with them either. I don't, you know. Um, uh, I, and I know you don't mean make to this, make this podcast political, but fuck it. I'm a political person, and I believe. Like we, 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 me and you are always faced with this conversation every now and then, and we were faced with this conversation back when Jordan Miles shit happened. How do we support wrestling? You know, um, when when we have racists in wrestling and the racial undertones and the things they've been saying, nigga, and all that stuff, and the way they did the Jordan Miles T-shirt, which is like some sample bullshit, um, and it's a tough conversation to have with me because wrestling is in my DNA. Like it's like I, I. The first thing I, like, watched, I remember watching as a kid, was Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. And that's, like, I remember it vividly, you know? And I don't remember any cartoon. I remember that as my first, like, TV experience. Maybe it probably even wasn't my first TV experience, obviously. But it sticks to my head and the the importance of all that shit. And then I I fast forward to, you know, Randy Savage and, and Ric Flair. Those, as a kid, like, I'm like a... Like five years old, four years old, where I'm remembering this shit, you know, and watching it live, that stuff stuck with me. So it's in my DNA, and it's hard to, it's really hard to tell myself, Chidi, you can't support this because they are also a business that supports Trump, you know, and, and it's, it's 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 hard, you know, and when when you hear when you hear when you hear people like Stephanie McMahon say philanthropy is marketing it gives you a, a glimpse into the way they think about their business. And, excuse me. Um, and it, it it forces me to have a very tough conversation with myself. And, and I'm still having it, to be honest. Like, right here on the podcast, I'm still having it with myself currently of, like, how do I support this and how do I tackle um, my love for the, the WWE and my uncomfortability watching this product – while they support a racist, rapist, uh, you know, uh, you know, pretty much con man in the, in the in the White House, so I'm curious, what's your thoughts on that? Because I don't I don't know how to handle that.
2: Um, <clears throat> Honestly, wrestling is entertainment, right? So, what is Hollywood? What is the music industry? Right? It's it's perpetuated with those people, right? Predatorial people, right? Um, sports, right? You know what I mean? We we don't to, to when you have your morality when your entertainment is based on morality, it gets it gets tricky. You know what I mean? So With that being said, do I take my entertainment at face value? Um, When I listen to a song on Tidal, I very well might be supporting Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? You, you, You see what I'm saying? When I watch a movie on HBO, I could be supporting Sony. You know what I mean? And not to say these people or these companies are bad, but what I'm saying is, through their marketing, through their philanthropy, their PR is good. You see what I'm saying? Warner just donated $100 million. Sony was like, nigga, we not fucking about to release PS5s until this shit go down." You know what I mean? Like, PR is real good when it comes to philanthropy, when it comes to marketing, because they know at the end, the business is always
1: going to justify the means. But I think that's a trick. You know, that's a trick they play on us. They know that $100 million ain't a drop, but a, but a drop in a book to, to Warner Brothers. Come on, the entity that is Warner Brothers. Think about that. No, you know, Warner, got...
2: Warner Brothers Music Group. Now, that might be, you okay. know what I mean? Warner, well, still I, I, still, money, but... It's still a lot of
1: money, but... Um, I think that... that. Um... Like the
2: Jordan brand, you know what I mean? Not even to put it on the white people. Jordan brand, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Jordan now all of a sudden is giving out $100 million over the next decade, and regardless of even though this documentary had just put out, niggas knew what Jordan was at the time, and we still supported Jordan. So when it comes, I support to that
1: nigga. I'm so, going to be quite honest. I and mean, you and the Vin got on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and uh, y'all you know, had your Jordan conversation, and I stayed quiet because, as much as, because as much as like I'm not a huge NBA fan. But I know, like, the people I like and the people I don't like. And it's more because of the person behind the player. So when it comes to him saying certain things, it sticks in my back of my head. You know, when it comes to him, him you know, moving the way he moves, supporting private prisons, I I, I can't fuck with that. But what I will when, say When is,
2: did you know about that, though?
1: Of the private prison stuff?
2: When did you know Jordan was supporting privately owned prisons?
1: Uh, that was years ago. I found out about that. I don't remember when I actually found out, but it's a you look it up, you know. Uh, well
2: Walmart does it too. Walmart put money into privately owned prisons as well. I we I know I shop at Walmart like a motherfucker.
1: And that's the thing. Like that's where your you you have to make that choice for yourself, and where you fall in line. Like I, as I grow older, I want to live by my morals more truly. And I will not shop at places like that. Like, I okay, am trying so, to find ways around it. Okay, if I so
2: now I'm with you. you. Know, the best I can. I'm, I'm with you. So now now I'm with you. Now let's have this conversation about about wrestling.
1: Real quickly, let me just get on the Jordan thing. He gave $100 million. I'm not going to condemn that action. Even Warner Bros. music, before we wrap it up, them for doing those things because if you're if you're if you're doing it and you're supporting a cause that's going to help the black community, going to help um, justice happen in this world, then I'm all for. It. If you're going to support, throw money into the Concorde Know Your Rights camp, you know, support that because these are what's going to change the minds of young men and women who are going to change the world in the future. So I'm all for that. Even though it's just like I'm a rich nigga here, just take a couple. Like to them, it's like hey. Here. I'll give you $100, you know, and shut the fuck up. Now you can't judge me on my shit. I'm going to judge you on your shit, Michael Jordan. But I still think the action is worth um, giving him some praise for, it, at, at, at least. Because at least he, he could easily could have just been the same old Michael Jordan. My, my,
2: my, my thing about that is I don't, know how, I, I don't know how Michael Jordan didn't give a fuck because I don't know what Michael Jordan did or did not do. because And that goes to the simple fact of Vince. Right? We don't, Vince ain't coming to no motherfucking inner cities. He ain't mm-hmm. putting in no motherfucking wrestling camps. You see what I'm saying? Now, I know Jordan signs Chris Paul, and Carmelo Anthony, and they then run their inner city basketball camps with the Jordan brand logo and shit like that. But I don't see Kofi Kingston and Mark Henry fucking hosting wrestling camps and fucking shit like that in the black community to ingratiate themselves there. So when it comes to how we judge Mike, I want to know, do we have that same vigor for Vince? Because as you say, Mike was supporting privately owned prisons. I didn't hear about that. I didn't know about that. But we do know Vince and Trump go to the fact that Vince's wife works in Trump's cabinet or used to. Used
1: to, yeah.
2: You know what I mean? So at that point in time, where are we morally when it comes to where and how we support? Because like you say, you don't shop at Walmart and that's your thing. You know what I mean? But I know I'm five-finger discount like a motherfucker sometimes. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I can't really steal shit from Vince, nigga.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, you can. There's ways. I'll be honest. There is ways. Um, But I... You're right, you know. And and as I grow, I want to be more in line with my morals and and live truly. So I'm going to be honest on this podcast. I'm not no... Um, m- morally high guy where I've done, I can say I've done everything right or I'm still doing everything right but I'm on my path and everybody's on their journey in their own way you know you might still listen to fucking R. Kelly music and be like fuck yeah I know he raped those young girls and you might be like and so what you know and that's your choice but people can look at you a certain type of way you know I can still support wrestling and you can look at me a certain way and, and I can understand that you know but when it comes to over time I feel like, you know, if, if, if certain things aren't changing, over time, a day will come where I'm not going to support it financially, you know, and, and it's, it's going to wane on me. And that's just how I feel. You know, I, I, I'm not there yet. We still got our podcast. I still benefit from it. I still have joy watching wrestling. Um, you know, I, I, we have friends that are wrestlers and people in the industry uh, who work behind the scenes as well. Uh, So I'm going to And it's just Like I said It's like It's it's part of my childhood Upbringing Shit it's just
2: like Being black nigga You feel me Like nigga I'm not tired of being black You feel me Like No matter how problematic It may bring me in life You know what I mean No matter how many stresses Or how many dilemmas it brings to me how many fucking ways i have to think about it and shit like that. It is what it is. You know what i mean? And then i don't want to be that person to hear this and i equate blackness to wrestling, but we're talking about what we're talking about in the in the, in the in the conversation of morally, right? How can we live with something that is deemed uh that that weighs heavy on us? You know what i mean? Right now the world is heavy on us. Do we think about living sometimes? Like some you know what I mean? Like do like do we do in and, and, and again I am I am in this conversation of knowing one is entertainment and one is real life. But one is entertainment that brings me joy in real life. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that you know what I mean? Like in my real life no matter what day or what's going on or whatever, I've tuned into wrestling. I've watched wrestling I've gotten In the midst of all of it I've I've watched wrestling You know what I mean And that's what I mean To like Watching wrestling Is as similar To being black My nigga It's the closest I'ma be To being (laughs) absolute About anything My nigga You feel me Like I've missed days Of fucking reading The bible app Nigga But I've watched wrestling You see what I'm saying (laughs) Like That's the That's the way it is You know what I mean
1: um, it's a tough, it's a tough conundrum I think that we face when it comes to something that you literally been a part of your life, or something that just brings you joy, you know, and gets you to think about other things, just gets you get some kind of, you know, reprieve <clears throat> or break from, uh, you know, all the chaos going on in the world. So that's a conversation, and every individual has to have with themselves. Uh, um, we're still watching wrestling. I, I you know, um, I know this week. Matt Riddle, he was he didn't show up on SmackDown, but um shout out to Matt Riddle. I know he's going to Smackdown, so I don't want to give him that quick shout out. Um we're not gonna discuss this week of wrestling because it's not the time. But we are watching wrestling and we'll be back next week with different podcasts. But I you know, I'm gonna be honest, like it was hard for me this week. It was hard for me to like turn on NXT and, and Man, watch and it that's and crazy because Smackdown. the
2: difference the that's the difference. nigga. When Monday happened, when Monday was a draining day, I'll, I'll watch Raw. I think Monday was the, you know what I mean? like I Monday was the day, it was the beginning of the week, and we had just came off the weekend, and shit was crazy over the weekend. Buffalo happened and shit like that, and Raw was my solace on a Monday night. You feel me? And it got me in the swing of it being... Real life kind of. You know what I mean? Because
1: okay. And and that's how it worked. And if that worked for you, that's good. You know, me, I was I mean, I, I'm still feeling the impact of what happened and what we're going through. Um and I couldn't I was in a I was in a rabbit hole almost this week of the police brutality stuff and um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests and what's going on with the world and the political atmosphere. Uh, I was in a rabbit hole this week. I was just through and, and, and I was stuck. You know, I, I was feeling the entire motions of a man being um, unjustly publicly executed, and it weighed on me heavy. So it, even when wrestling turned on, I didn't feel it. It didn't get me to like get a get a break from it i was still on my phone scrolling and and reading and watching videos on what's going on in the world so for me it didn't it didn't it didn't do that for me but um i I, definitely have had my moments i guess because i had
2: just wrote a paper and i've been like that's you know like uh, i I, i've 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 i had i just wrote a paper about you know in class i'm i'm in school i'm taking ethics right Right, I'm taking critical thinking and ethics is my class for summer classes, and Ivy's taking you know um, um, uh, uh, local and city government. You know what I mean, and so I, I'm there because I'm you know what I mean. Like we're we're there, we're both there. You know what I mean. Like we're it's it's and the only reason why. I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to say I'm desensitized, CT. You feel me? Like I don't want to feel like I'm there. But mm-hmm. um, when, no, but it's okay w-
1: to feel
2: like you're a little bit numb. Like I, I, I am, man. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm dead ass. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really dead ass, bro. Like what when, when I thought I was gonna see change with Trayvon, cause he was a fourteen year old boy, and it wasn't even a cop. It was a fucking. Uh, a civilian, you know what I mean. I thought I was gonna see change with police brutality with Eric Gardner when he was choking and only selling cigarettes and chokeholds are illegal. You know what I mean? Like I, th- I thought I was gonna see change when, uh, when, when, when Philil Castro actually had his fucking weapon and they shot him in the car with his wife and his fucking daughter, my nigga. I thought I was gonna see change, bro. Like, and. I can't even think about that because I'm weighing heavy on sh- on Shad still, my nigga. Shad was mm-hmm. 39. His kid was 10. I'm doing the math, nigga. When my kid is 10, I would be 39. Guess what? We're never going to fucking beaches, nigga. I got PTSD from beaches now and I never even fucking drowned. You see what I'm it's, saying?
1: It's real tough, my nigga. It's real tough, man. Like, and I feel you. Like, I, you. It's it's been a rough go. It's been a real rough go. It's been a real rough go. So to to uh, be so to be numb a little bit is almost like a little bit of um, you know relief, you know, to like.
2: Exactly, you know, and, I, out and then I feel and, I, and I bro and I watch, feel guilty. That that's the thing. I feel guilty, my nigga. I feel guilty that I can be numb. I, I feel guilty that when people want to have the conversations, I don't want to speak. You know what I mean? Like, I, what what are what 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 yeah, are, yeah. what are, what are my thoughts and my opinions to this, my nigga? Unless I'm a fucking do something. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. yeah,
1: it is. but we are doing something, bro. Like we're on this podcast, using our voice to speak about how we feel about the situation. And we have a platform. Whether it's, it's 10 listeners, whether it's 90 listeners, whether it's 100 listeners, whether it's 1,000, people are listening to our voice. We are doing our job and our duty as black men to speak about these things. You know, we, we put aside the Week of Wrestling, and we spoke about it. So, bro, don't act like you're not doing something or feel like you're, that you have no worth to the cause because you're doing it right now.
2: Not, not so much that, though. I mean, because I know that at any given moment that I know that I can snap into it. You know what I mean? Like that's the point. You know what I mean? I'm selfish to where I don't want to. You know what I mean? Okay. Not not not, you know what I mean? Like I'm 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 numb to the fact that yes, all lives black lives matter and all lives matter, but right now, man, the only lives that matter is the ones that stay right here cuz those are the only thing that kind of keep, you know what I mean, like, that's the, like, the world is gonna burn around me regardless, because that's just what I've been living in, my nigga, you know what I mean, like, that's just been the world, period, you know what I mean, like, the world has burned around us for so long, you know what I mean, but I've never had, I've never been in a position like this to where something actually matters other than me. You know what yeah, I mean, you, you
1: have a son, and that changes you, bro. Um, so I completely understand it. You prioritize your safety, your family's well-being over anything, and, and if you want that means your own mental health, which means you might not want to have these fucking conversations. <laughs> you might want to just fucking watch wrestling or watch some, you know, music videos and just chill and smoke, and you know, and, and, and just not just, like, just get away from all that because that's not going to help you in the long run. You know, so. Don't, um, but this helps though.
2: But this, this helps though. Like, this, this helps, you know what I mean? Like I said, like, you know, and like you say, this does, this does pay dividends, you know what I mean? But I'm just, you know, as as far as us having this conversation right now, like, you know, as heavy as you felt, I've been doing my opposite not to feel heavy. Like, I've been trying to go the most. I've been trying to find ways to unload weight. You feel me? You know what I mean? Like just for I the see. just for the simple fact that we've been here before. Now, granted, the the feeling is different. So since the feeling is different, that just means my actions have to be different. I can't be angry anymore. I can't be I can't be fearful anymore. I can't be scared anymore. I have to be proactive. I have to be strategic. I have to be methodical. And I have to be even killed. and I can't be even killed when I'm emotional.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. And and, and we, me and you are two different people, and that's and that's great about us, you know. I thought you were going through it the way I was, but from what I'm hearing, you you're handling it completely differently. And and I think that everybody is doing it in their own way, you know. Um, and and, and no, no way is right or wrong, you know. I think that you're doing it just the way you need to, you know. You got a family, you got to uh, stay unemotional to some degree. To, to, to maintain your state stability and, and and to everybody else listening like take care of yourself in this time you know we have COVID-19 out there still going wild I, and you can talk about whether you believe it or not just stay safe wear your fucking mask wash your hands do all that shit uh, you still got you know riots some people are still burning down places be safe there's curfew the cur- cops are tripping out there Please go, take home,
2: care go home, nigga. Go home, nigga. Go home. You can protest another day. Do it within the time strains. Please go home. They're looking for a reason. They're looking for a reason, man. And that's the scary part to me where. They
1: really I can't have like
2: no law. Bro, Once the curfew changes, the cops literally can get away with anything. My nigga, so you guys can—it's can, it's so. Sc- I they are making it scare for you to protest, my nigga. And I know that's the point. You know what I mean? I know that's the point to to, to scare us from protesting. But my thing is, is even then, a nigga like me would have went. You feel me? A, a nigga like me would have went. But. Yeah. But but at the same time, I can't, cause they bodying niggas at the fucking protest.
1: They are, they are, man. Uh, you know, I went down to Orlando. Me and Millie went down, and I got we got out there as soon as as soon as they started walling and trying to, and to make the protesters, because we weren't going to be a part of that. Um, um, there will be another day to protest, and there will be another day to stand my ground. Um, my life and my safety is primary, and everybody listening. And, Chris, yourself, all your lives are saved, are, 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 are more precious. If you really want to be a part of this fight, take care of yourself, that you survive through all this nonsense and this craziness so we can get to a better tomorrow. And, um, and yeah, and I, honestly, I want to leave off on that. Let's let's hope for a better tomorrow with all this going on. And we we'll strive for that. Uh, the, the cops and the officers for the George Floyd killing have been charged... Uh, hopefully we get into a third degree murder charge right now it's a second degree murder for the guy who killed him but uh cause we can clearly see there was malicious intent the guy was trying to make a statement or something he was just posturing over on I top think, of him
2: I think we need to keep it at let's keep it at I think from what I was looking at Minnesota statues second degree is what we can get him pinned on because first degree is gonna be premeditation and if we okay. try to try okay. for anything harder we gonna fuck around and let that nigga off so, all right, second degree. I, I, I think second and, um, degree is where we can get him at. The worst we can get him at is manslaughter.
1: Yeah, I think that's second degree murder and I hope that it sticks, man, cuz um this could be a turning point and we we don't want this to be another Eric Garner situation where it's um where there's nothing changed. So you guys, like I said before, get out there vote. Um be a part of the community. If you're part, if you're if you're an ally the causes understand that it's not black lives before white lives or anything like that. Because I had an argument with somebody on, on Facebook. Like, it's not black lives before any other lives. It's that our lives have to matter as well. Um, so let's make that clear. It's not black lives before police officers. So, so, and I want to give a shout out and, and to all the people who are going out there. <laughs> my bad. My microphone. Um, giving a shout out to all the people who are going out there and protesting and, and putting themselves in danger for the cause to move forward, because it can't be. We all have our own pathways of making this change.
2: Somebody said this, and we can end on it uh, however you want to. But this is my last piece. Somebody said, and echoes to your Black Lives Matter shit and All Lives Matter, sh- you know, shit that's going on. Somebody put it as this it. Yes, all houses matter, right? Because we're, we're, we're fundamentally... It, it, all houses matter. But my house is on fire right now. So we need the fire department. You don't need the fire department because your house is okay. Our house is on fire. So we need some help. We need some resources. We need everybody to come. If the community is the community, right? If we're in a cul-de-sac and my house catch on fire... My house matter right now, so if you're part of this community and you want to come bring Karen and Susie and Becky down to see what's going on and check on the family, then you do that. But don't fucking pull fire marshes and fire departments away talking about your house and come check on your cat because they were scared and ran up a tree. Yeah, you know I mean your house ain't on fire right now, so we will we will thank you and appreciate anybody that can point resources into our direction for assistance.
1: Yeah, and with that being said, uh, once again, rest in peace, George Floyd. Um, Your uh, passing has not been in vain. You've changed the world. And um, hopefully we see some serious institutional change moving forward. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Peace. Peace.
0: Support for this podcast comes from Magic the Gathering Arena. You know the name, now play the original strategy card game for free on your Mac or PC. MTG Arena delivers everything you love about Magic and more with an immersive digital experience full of explosive action and rewarding challenges. Collect powerful cards with four new sets every year, jump into a diverse lineup of game modes like Brawl and Historic, or challenge your friends to find out who is the true deck-building master. New to Magic? No problem. MTG Arena gives you the tools to become the next Magic Pro. Learn the basics at your own pace and unlock 15 decks just by playing. Download Magic the Gathering Arena for free today. Available on the Epic Game Store. At Miami University, you can earn your bachelor's and master's degrees in five years or less. Choose from 30-plus combined degree programs. Learn more and apply today at miamioh.edu forward slash
1: apply 2021.